Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, it's no secret that the topic of retirement planning in and of itself can be overwhelming. You know, there are so many factors to consider. And despite the route you take, the final destination remains the same as do many of the concerns. And so on today's show, we're going to break it down and help you figure out how to get from A to B and keep your retirement intact. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddell. Kevin, independent fiduciary and an investment advisor representative, uh, 30 plus years helping folks. He, uh, again, is an author of The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. You'll find him at Silverleaf Financial, and you will also find his book at silverleaffinancial.com. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Oh, it is, a, it is another beautiful day here in Arizona. And uh, guys, yes, please go to the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Take, uh, take a look on the, on the homepage. That's where I've got the book. And I can show you ways that you can, uh, we can essentially just reposition some of your assets so that if you do need long-term care, you or your wife or your spouse uh, needs it at some point, you'll have it available to you that you can use it on a tax-free basis. A lot of people don't know about this, but you can use tax, you don't have to use after-tax money to pay for long-term care. And that right there will pr- save you probably 20% right off the top. And the good news We'll send you the book for free, no charge. I can either email it or send you a hard copy. Just fill out the form. Let me know. I'm happy to answer any questions you have along with it. Sounds great, Kevin. All right, let's uh, let's dig into this. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, you were just talking about um, the, the the secret. I mean, you, you're talking about planning can be overwhelming. I, I can see that. I understand that. Anxiety, you know, um, oh, yeah. Xanax inducing sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I like what you said about getting from point A to point B and 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 beyond. That's that's the goal. And somebody that really sort of lays things out for us today is is Tom Hegna, and we all know who that is. At least I think most of us do. He is uh, well. It's, considered a bit of a financial guru. He's written a lot of books. Don't worry, retire happy, paychecks and playchecks and, and so much more. Um, and uh, so let's just uh, a little bit about him talking about risk and what it means. 
Well, you know, of all the risks in retirement, and there's market risk, there's inflation, there's taxes, there's long-term care, there's sequence of returns, risk, the, the withdrawal rate risk. There's a lot of risks, but the number one risk is longevity risk because, as you said, it's not just a risk; it multiplies all the other risks. See, the longer you live, the more likely the stock market is going to crash. The longer you live the more likely you're going to take too much money out. The longer you live, the more likely you'll see inflation, the more likely you'll see your taxes go up, and the more likely you're going to need long-term care. And so what the PhDs who study retirement say is, you know, in order to have an optimal retirement, you must take that longevity risk off the table. Well, I, he makes sense, but it's a little it's, it's a little scary when it's like, well, the longer you live, the more I have to have a, ta- uh, oh, yeah. a market collapse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, but and it's true. It, it, it is. It is true. And when you think about it, it can be a little bit scary, right? Because, yes, you know, there's no question about it. The longer you live, you know, higher taxes, market crashing, likelihood of needing long-term care. And not just, guys, the likelihood of needing long-term care, but but think about think about the stages of long-term care. And um, I've got a lot of clients that have been with me for for a long time. Some of them going back to the early and mid '90s, and at this point, though, they're mid '80s, late '80s, and some of them are in their early '90s. Um, and a handful of them have actually I've visited them, and they are now living in in various stages of assisted living. So sure. it, you know, at the assist, most of the places now, and and uh, we all know Arizona is is, is uh, there's there's a very large retired population here, and because of that, we have tons and tons of facilities. The majority of these places, you start off in independent living, which is one price point, maybe four or five grand a month. And then you go, then there's a next level, which is assisted living. Uh, and that's when they're going to, um, you know, they help out with bathing and things like that. And they're going to come and they're going to give you, make sure you take your pills every day. And, and, uh, and they're going to tell you when to do it. Uh, and so one of the, one of the drawbacks that I've heard my, my clients tell me is one of the things you give up when you go into a place like this to assisted living is you give up some of your freedom. Uh, he told me how he woke up one morning and one thirty in the morning, there was somebody standing at the foot of his bed and it scared the heck out of him. And some, and what the reason why is that, that uh, they require them to wear one of these things, uh, uh, a pendant, you know, that's like, you, you know, if you fall down or you, you're, something happens, you press a button and somebody shows yeah. up. Sure. Somehow his went off accidentally. And, and so he, so he wakes up in the middle of the night and there's a guy standing at the foot of his bed. And, um, so one of the complaints about it is you do give up some freedom, but it comes it comes at a cost because to get this type of care, I believe he's paying around six to seven thousand a month now. That doesn't include meals wow. and cleaning, but it's it's a pretty base. You know, it's it's a nice place. It is a nice place. Don't get me wrong, very nice place. Um, sure. But the room the room you're in itself though is 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 kind of ordinary. Um, it's nothing nothing huge, nothing special. Um, but the what you're paying for is the facility and the care and the attentiveness of the folks that are there. But then when you go up to the higher level, when you go to memory care, that's where when all the doors have combina- have number locks on them. So you have to be able to punch in a combination lock to order to open the door because a lot of us know um, we hear stories all the time about how an elderly person, you know, they left wherever they're staying and they got lost and they couldn't find their way back. And and so they put the locks on the doors to prevent that. But at that point, you're paying about eleven thousand dollars a month in, in and around Phoenix for a nice place. Okay. Wow. I've got one client now that the husband, he's early, he's like 92, I think. So he now just got moved to memory care. He's in the same facility, but it's like a different wing of, of the establishment. Yeah. So the wife is in, is still in independent living and the husband is in memory care and they're paying 17,000 a month to stay. Well, holy cow. I don't care how much money you save for retirement. Nobody's got that much money that could last that long, do they? Well, that's... In this case, they 
should have enough. They're worth about four million. So well, good for them. I mean, you know, that, but that's the exception, not the rule. I would think it is the exception, and I've I've been doing this a long time. You know, we talk about I've been doing this since 1990, and and my focus has been retirement planning the entire time. So I've I've talked and worked with hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of people in my career, and and the fact is, most people don't have that much saved. They don't have that much put away, and so my point is. You, you want to be aware of it, be cognizant of it, and take whatever action you're able to take. No, most of us can't put away, don't have the money for 17000 a month, you know, or for more than, you know, a year probably. And Probably, yeah. You know, and, but there are things you can do. And so that's one of the things that, I, that, I, that, uh, that I'm working on with myself and my wife. You know, I'm self-employed. We don't have pensions. My wife works with me in my business. So we'll each have Social Security, but nothing in addition. You know, generally these days, it's only people that have like a public job, meaning a you work for a government agency of some sort, and and whether it's a county or a city or a state or a federal, um, and in that case, you might have a fantastic pension. You know, one one of my uh, one of my clients is uh, retired from the IRS, and his pension is over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Oh man, sign me up. Right. Plus, he, <laughs> plus he gets Social Security as well. Okay. Whew. And and nice. so um, you know, guys, if you're young, men and women out there, if you're young. And you're not 100% sure on what you want to do for, for a living, I would say take a look at working, a, getting a government job. What all of them tell me, I've got retired Air Force, I've got other retired military people, other people retired from government agencies. All of these folks have pensions. Okay, they're the ones that are doing the best. They are doing the best in retirement because most of them have far more income coming in than they need. And, and so what they all tell me is that we knew when we took this job that we're giving up a higher income now in order to have better benefits and pension and healthcare when we retire. They, because the fact is most jobs pay less working in a government. A person could probably get paid more money, um, you know, in, in uh, not having the government job, right. Working for a private company and you get paid more mm-hmm. money. And, and that's why most of us go that route. But the folks that recognize the value of having that pension and those other benefits I tell you what, it can be very much worthwhile because these, I mean, one of my clients is a retired fireman. He retired at 53. Okay. 53. Mm -hmm. He's got a hundred thousand dollar pension at 53. Wow. And, and so, um, I just want to point out the, uh, you know, some people, I I think a lot of folks that work in these government jobs, it's like their dad and their grandpa, you know, they were firefighters too. And, 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 Mm -hmm. and so it seems easier for them to make that choice because that's what they grew up in and they recognize it. But um, I'm just mentioning those are the folks that are in good shape. So what is everybody else supposed to do? What are we supposed to do if we don't have that pension? And the answer is take a look at annuities. Please take a look at eva- and evaluate them. These can be wonderful, wonderful products for the, right pur- for the right purpose. And it's not a situation that you want to think about it. People tend to think about these things as, as, as like if I suggest an annuity, I'm not suggesting you put 100% of your investment into annuities. I'm saying use a part of your portfolio. Because what I've found is a lot of people that I sit down with have between half a million and a million dollars put away, okay? And depending on your lifestyle and your expenses, you could be perfectly fine with that. But it's important that you live within a budget. And so one of the things we want to take a look at is, you know, to figure out, do you have enough money? Because that, as we talked about earlier, the concerns we talked about starting with Tom Hegna and the concerns that folks have, number one concern is do you have enough money? Have you saved enough to last throughout your retirement? And I'm going right. to suggest- Well, that's a biggie. It's a big one, right? It's a big one. Do you have enough money? Can yeah, you keep paying your bills? You that's know? why it's at the top of the list. Like, hey, yeah. hey, man, I like my Netflix. I don't want to give it up. Um, All right. You, you know? And so, so guys, most people, 
don't most people uh, aren't are not in a position where their social security is enough to cover everything they want to do. Now, maybe if you and your spouse were both high income earners, and may, maybe you'll be able to do it because combined, maybe you've got you know six grand a month coming in with social security, and you could live on that. But if you're not in that position, you need, in my opinion, you should seriously consider an annuity because I can show you how we can set it up to pay you every single month, just like those pension plans. And the thing to realize is that those pension plans, the, the infrastructure, the backbone of that is an annuity. It's a huge group annuity. That's what it is. I've got a nephew, for instance, in Iowa, that's a school teacher. And him and his wife are both school teachers. They, they both have their master's degree and they started you know, right after they finished graduate school. They've been at the same place um, for not quite third, what, 20, between roughly 25 or 30 years. And, and they're looking at their pension um, that each of them is going to have a pension of about 75 grand. And so they're going to have a combined household joint income of 150,000 from their pensions when they retire at the age of 62. And it's because every paycheck ever since they started, they're putting money into this pension plan, which is an annuity. And, and, but they've been doing it their entire career. All right. And so I want everybody to, 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 I think there's, there's too much of a knee jerk reaction out there, Steve, when somebody hears the word annuity and, Oh, I know there is, right. It's like, it's like, Oh, I know about those things. Those are bad. And it's like, no, you don't know about those because otherwise you wouldn't just give me that generic response. All right. There are tremendous right. benefits to these for the right purpose. Do you know the only account that'll keep paying you after it goes to zero is an annuity. Your bank account won't do that. Your brokerage account definitely won't do that. An annuity will continue to pay you if it's properly set up, which is what I can help you with. And I can show you how we can set this up to pay you income for life. And so to give you an idea, I think, in a, I think between three and 400,000 into annuities is a good amount for most people. Because I can show you if you're, let's say you're 59, right? You're 59 today. Mm -hmm. And you say, Kevin, um, you know, I, I don't know, I've got 700 grand. I'm going to say, you know what, maybe you put 300 into the annuity. And we'll put the other you know, money where it makes sense based on your risk and your goals, things like that. But if you're 59 and you put 300000 into an, an annuity today, the highest ones, and they're not all the same, guys. They're not all the same. Just like if you get a quote on homeowners or auto insurance, you call five places, you get five different prices. It's the same thing with these income annuities. Okay, Don't just trust one person that says, hey, this is the best you can do. I'll show you a spreadsheet where I look at the top 30 companies out there, and I'll show you exactly how much every one of them is willing to pay you. And, and I don't have a preference. I'm contracted and I work with dozens and dozens of different companies because they're always changing their pricing, just like a local grocery store, right? One, one, day, sure. one day fries has the best deal on milk and another day it's Safeway or something. Another day it's, you know, and it changes. The insurers do the same thing. So you need to stay on top of your game, work with somebody that is on top of this. Like I've been doing it every day for 33 years. I get updates every day on these companies, who's doing the most, who's come out with the best features, who's got the best benefits that you can take advantage of. Going back to the 300 grand, I, I can guarantee you that if you put that money away at the age of 59, by the time when you turn 64, guaranteed, you're going to have $30,000 of income that'll pay you for the rest of your life forever. All right. Wow. So that is what I am doing personally. I am setting up annuities for myself and my wife so that in my mid 60s, you know, if I want to retire, I can, and I could live off the in, the annuity, the income from my annuities without collecting social security. Then when I turn 70, I will turn on my social security and, and, uh, and, and my wife will get hers as well, but not before full retirement age. And so that money 
will be extra money for us because we'll be living on the money from the annuities. So now the social security checks, that's all going to be extra. And so that's what I'm going to be using to figure out, hey, you know what? Let's go to Europe. I want to spend some time in Spain and then I want to go to Portugal. I want to, I want to travel. And I'm going to be doing it with the extra income that I have from those, uh, from those investments. But at the same time, I'm still investing in the stock market. I'm still buying, I still buy tar- uh, treasury bills and bonds and stocks, uh, emergency savings, and the list goes on and on. So you need, to, you need to do all of these. And if you can do them all, the benefit to it can be tremendous. Because what I'm doing also, and I can show you, we want to talk about taxes and I got a little bit, little bit off, off, off script here. Um, but the other thing I'm doing is I'm doing a combination of tax-free and taxable annuities. So I'm using my Roth IRA to fund a, the majority of the annuities. So that income will be tax-free. And that gives me a greater likelihood that my Social Security will also be tax-free. All right. So there's a lot of mm-hmm. benefits that I can show you how, how you can reap them. You just have to sit down with an open mind and take a look at these different possibilities. If you don't like it, that's fine. I've got some clients that don't that don't do anything with annuities because they're comfortable with the stock market, things like that. So it all depends on your situation, but there are tremendous uses of these in the right case, and it might be a benefit for you and your family. Sure. A couple of other things I'll point out too for folks: it's uh, you are independent, so you are beholden to no one. You can you've got that universe to yes. to deal with. Totally. And uh, the other thing that that I, I really like. I know that you're doing this for you. And if you're going to do it for you, holy cow, what if you do it for me? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of exciting. I I, <laughs> I think it's very exciting. And I, you know what? I, I want to have a chef that eats his own cooking, right? Right. Oh, yes. Great point. That's what I want. That's what I want. If you're cooking for me, you, you damn well better be eating your own cooking, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 and that's, to me, an, a, 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 an advisor as well. And guys, I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you my statements. You can see that I have money in these things. All right. It's not something that I'm recommending that I think it doesn't have value or I certainly wouldn't be doing it myself. And let me tell you, let me mention something else. I am a fiduciary. I take that very, very seriously. And a fiduciary is somebody that is obligated morally, ethically and legally to do what is in the best interest of the client, to put your interest first, period. There's nothing. It's not about my firm. It's not about the company I work for or my own agenda. It's about doing what's best for you. And by doing that, that's what's given me the ability to, to survive, frankly, and because, because if, if you're doing it the wrong way in this business, chances are you're going to get complaints and you're going to get fines and you get censures and suspensions, and you're probably not going to make it past 10 years in the business. All right. And so it's important that, that you, you're aware of the differences because half this industry does not operate up to the fiduciary standard. They operate mm-hmm. at something called suitability, which is that's just making sure that if you're a square peg, you go on the square hole, all right? That doesn't mean the square, the square hole is the best one for you. It just means that's where you fit based on the questionnaire that they gave you, all right? And so it's important to understand those because they don't have to put your interest first. They don't. And, and it's a shame that a lot of people don't seem to realize that. Sure. Well, and again, there are a lot of honest folks out there that are, that are in the finance world that aren't that aren't fiduciaries are. that are that are honest. Yes. But at the same time, I want to know for sure, and that's why you know you fiduciary, independent, your experience, your background, your insight here is is really unmatched. And 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 that is a good point. And by all means, I'm not. There are definitely a lot of honest you know people out there that will do everything they can, and they they will do their best to make sure you've got what they feel is the best for you. All I'm saying is you can get all those same attributes 
with some money with somebody that is actually that is also operates as a fiduciary, and it's an extra step. It's an extra layer of protection, if you will, that that you've got something. Uh, you've got someone that is you know bound legally, ethically, morally to put your interests first. So to me, it's kind of like an added piece of insurance um, that you have that you know. Um, but it's, it's important to my, the, the bottom line is what I'm saying is it's important to know who exactly you're working with and what is their role and what are their obligations. And so, um, we, we mentioned before, I mentioned briefly about, a, about a budget and about a plan, you know, a lot of folks, yeah. um, they, they, they don't have plans for the retirement. A lot of them, a lot of them don't have plans. They, they have, they've never had a budget. They've never lived off of any type of plan. They just, they do the best they can, but they don't have it written down anywhere. And, and so one of the things that I suggest is, is, is that we do want to have this budget. I need to know what are your expenses and we need to know what are your income sources. And then we're looking at how we're going to bridge that gap. And a lot of people that I'm meeting, that I'm meeting these days, they're late fifties and they want to retire in their early to mid sixties, but they don't want to claim their social security yet because they know every year they wait to claim social security. It goes up by about another 8%. All right. All right. And guys, that is the one thing that I suggest. There's still between 25 and 30% of recipients still claim Social Security the minute they're able to, meaning the age of 62. That's a 70, I believe that's a 76% reduction to what you you could get if you waited until you're 70. And, and And the other thing to remember, Social Security has a cost of living adjustment. So you're gonna get bumps, you know, for inflation, right? And so yes. that income will increase. And so to me, I look at it and I say, you know what? Let's look across the universe, look across the investment space. What can I get on a guaranteed investment today? Right? I can get you five and a half percent guaranteed for five years with a plain vanilla fixed annuity. Okay. It's just, there's no fees. There's no charges. It, it's, it's, it's plain and simple. You get paid five and a half percent guaranteed for five years, period. End of story. All right. So that's what I yes. look at. And I say, what else can I get out there that's guaranteed? I can't find anything higher than five and a half. You know, a couple of months ago, I was able to get five and three quarters. Uh, right now, five and a half is the best I can find anywhere in the country. So I say, okay, if the best I can get on a fixed rate is five and a half, but Social Security still is guaranteeing me an eight percent increase every year, that this is a situation. Well, okay, right? This is a situation. You know, if you have stocks in a portfolio, where a lot of people make mistakes is they sell the winners and they hold on to the losers because they don't want to take a loss. I'm going to say that's like selling your winner. Getting claiming Social Security now—that's like that's locking in that eight percent. That's taking it now. That's selling a winner. You don't want to sell the winner. You want to hold on to the winner. Let the winner keep winning. Let it keep growing at eight percent. Maybe spend the money that's only earning you four or five percent. That's my suggestion. If you have the funds to do it, you know, spend the money that's earning four or five. Let the one that's growing at eight percent continue to grow. There's no reason to wait beyond seventy. So you want to file about three months before you turn seventy. Because uh, there's no further growth at that point, but there's nothing right. else, guys. Nothing else growing at that rate. So my suggestion is is let's take a look at how we can structure your retirement so you can still retire in your mid 60s, but but you don't have to claim Social Security until you're 70. And that's a solution that a lot of people that a lot of people really like. One of the things we were talking about being a fiduciary and independent, all of those things, and sometimes I think folks are with an advisor, maybe in their 40s, and they're just kind of getting the thing, but they're still in a saving mode, and they're working with an advisor that does that. And then it's time to you know shift gears, get into someone like you that, that deals with that transition going into retirement. But it's hard to break up. Breaking up is hard to do. Neil yeah. Sadaka said so. Yeah, that's it. I know there are some good, some pretty popular songs about that. 
And uh, yeah, it is. It is because you've got a long term relationship. Maybe you feel like they're your friend and and, and you don't want to break that up. You don't want to sever it. And that that is that's something that I deal with every day, you know, deal with all the time. Because the fact is, most of the people that I work with, they've they've had an advisor. They're coming from another advisor, and sure. and and so it have a lot. And it's not just performance, guys. Sometimes it is about performance. They're not happy with you know how much the, the advisor has, has helped them accumulate. Um, a lot, other times it's about communication. They say I haven't heard from this guy for three years, and you know so it could be communication. But the difference though is that you, you you've got to change your mindset because you're in this mindset of accumulation, grow, grow, grow. Ever since you start first started working. Uh, in most cases. And now after doing that for 40, rough, roughly 40 years, now we're telling you, you got to spend that money. And that can be a really hard, really hard adjustment for a lot of people. And, and I think the advisors as well, you know, advisors tend to focus on accumulation. Um, mm-hmm. Some, some of us focus on decumulation because that's where the taxes come into play. And got to talk about taxes. Oh my gosh. You know, guys, we, 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 we all pay. Okay. Those of us that pay our taxes, we're paying enough already. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it's important that we do everything we can to keep the tax, to, to take advantage of the laws legally to pay how much you owe, but not a penny more. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And so I'm very excited about ta- the tax free. I, uh, if, if you guys have listened before, you know, I, I think tax free, uh, I say those are two of my favorite words. And uh, I, I'm a big believer in a Roth IRA. Um, and I, and I would suggest to a lot of people that if, if, if you can hold on to the money and leave it alone for at least five years so that it qualifies and you pass 59 and a half, that's when it be, that's when it's tax free. And so that, so think about when you're putting money into your 401k, your IRA, what I want to talk about, I I, I wanted some people to change their perspective because I think a Roth IRA is far, far more valuable than a traditional IRA. And the reason is with a Roth IRA, you're paying the tax on what I call the seed, okay? You're paying the tax on the money now, and then you're let it, going to plant it and let it grow. And then after it grows, after years and years, you're going to reap the harvest of the crop, but it'll be tax-free, right? So Matt, so you're paying tax on, I don't know, seven grand, right? Let it grow. Mm-hmm. And then over time, maybe that turns into 20 or 30 or 40,000. That's tax-free. But so many people have been doing the opposite approach, we, and we do want the tax benefit, so it lowers our tax bill. Put it into an IRA, a 401k. You put in the seven grand that's tax-free. Now that grows to 30 or 40 or 50,000, and now you're paying tax on the 40 or 50,000. So think about wow. think wow. about that. See if it makes sense to you, especially anybody that is more than 20 years away from retirement. I strongly, strongly recommend go the tax-free route. Put the money into a Roth or convert to a Roth and let it grow tax-free for decades because now that massive amount of growth is never going to be taxed. But the way most of us do it is in the IRA or 401k, where all that growth is taxed. And it's not just taxed like uh, with capital gains, guys. It's taxed at income tax rates. So that actually withdrawals from 401ks and IRAs, those are actually one of the biggest tax problems in retirement. Because just the withdrawal alone, the RMDs alone for most, most people, that, are, that already takes you over the cap in which all of, 85% of your Social Security is then taxed as well. So if if you're at that point and 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 it's you know let's say it's too late to change it, then so be it. We do the best we can with what we have. But if you've got time that you can make those changes and still benefit from the tax free growth, then I strongly recommend you take a look at it and see if it makes sense. Well, I mean, you, your holistic approach here is is one that allows or encourages really one you're being proactive, not reactive, and and two, what you know you. 
you you essentially lay it all out and and if if it, if we need to change course if we need to change directions well that's what you're going to recommend it it is it is and that's exactly right and when when Steve you know mentioned before that a lot of folks have an advisor they work with let's say when they're young or middle ages you know that may or may not be the best person to work with as you, as you get into retirement and so sometimes you want to take a look should you change course that's in fact where a lot of my clients come from um, is specifically that they say you know what i they they just want to take they just want to go in a different direction um, they don't want to be as aggressive as they were when they were younger. And and I'm happy to show you, show conservative, safe investment options um, that, that I've seen earnings uh, returns in the 7 to 8% range with no market risk. Okay. They are out there. You just need to take a look at them, see if it makes sense. They're not perfect. And I'm, I've never claimed they're perfect. All right. They're conservative. And a lot of clients like them because you can't lose money. Right. And so one of the last things you want to do is lose money when you're in that red zone, the finance, the retirement red zone, we call it, which is yes. uh, ten, basically 10 years before retirement. And some people say it also after, you know, the first few years after retirement. But that's a critical point uh, that if you do take a loss, if you take a significant loss, you know, five years before you want to retire and you lose 40 or 50 percent of your money. I mean, God, I, my God, that is that is just devastating, devastating. And and that might put you in a position where you now you can now you can never retire. And, and so it's really important, especially now, uh, first half of this year is we've seen, I believe this is the best returns for NASDAQ going back 40 years, 40 years. You're kidding. No, since 19, I believe it's well, since 1983. I think this is the- well, Who saw that turnaround? This, <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's a whole nother discussion. You know, how many analysts and strategists were saying, oh, we're going to recession, the market's going down. Oh. And you know, there's a lot of very, very highly paid analysts that have been completely wrong, completely wrong on the direction of the markets this year. But the point I'm getting at is if you have those really nice gains and you're close to retirement, let's sit down and talk because I want to make sure you don't lose those gains. Maybe lock in a little bit. Maybe take some profits off the table. Make sure you're not taking too much risk when you're, too, when you're close to retirement or in retirement because we don't want to see that train come off the tracks. All right. Let's make sure you're safe. You've got what you need, and I'll help you get where you want to go. All right, sounds like a plan to me, Kevin. And um, so, how do you know? Um, well, let's talk legacy planning. That's another big part of this. That uh, sometimes, and the, and the rules are constantly changing when it comes to what you can do and how you can leave money behind or yes. or give it to charity. Yes. Um, and and again, that becomes a part of the discussion as well. And I think a lot of you know advisors don't deal with legacy planning. No, I don't think a lot of them do, but that's also something that I do work with and, and help people with. And I'll tell you, one of the best provisions that's still available that I've got clients that are that are doing it. Um, you know, once you, you you guys might know the retirement age, uh, I'm sorry, the RMD age has now been bumped up to 73 uh, for a lot of us. It does depend on your age, um, and and so a lot of folks, what they're doing is when they have to take that RMD, they don't want to pay the tax on it, and they have charitable desires. And so what you do is you you have the distribution sent directly, not to you, but to your charity. And that, boom, it's not taxable and you satisfied your charitable desire. So I've got one, one of my clients, she, has a, uh, she set up a scholarship in the name of her late husband uh, and it's funded at the, the uh, actually Tel Aviv University in Israel where he went. And, uh, and it's in the, he was a phys, uh, phys, uh, he studied physics. And so uh, she set up a physics scholarship for one for a male, one for a female, and every year they have a ceremony um, and she uses the RMDs from her IRAs to fund these scholarships. 
in honor of her. That's very cool. In honor of her husband, I think it's I think it's extremely cool, and and yeah. and uh, it it accomplishes many different things, and and so that's the type of thing that I can help you with, and and I'm happy to show you how we do it. Um, and they're even there, you know what? I just saw a 10% guaranteed growth talking about a legacy. If you just want to leave it to a family member, I can show you an account that's guaranteeing 10% growth for that specific purpose. All right. So, so they are out there. They are out there. You just got it. You got it. Now it's simple growth. It's not compound. So it's 10% of whatever you put in. So, so you put in a hundred grand, it's guaranteed to grow $10,000 a year for the beneficiary. And I I don't see anything else that's going to equate that. Uh, right now that looks like one of the best, but there are some great benefits out there. If you do have those desires, definitely give me a call. I'll be happy to show you some of the options that that my clients like and some ideas that you might find uh, that you like them too. All right, before we run out of time, Kevin, I, I got to ask you that we're recording this on a fr- on Friday afternoon and the market is going wild right now. It looks it, great, it's, right? Oh, it, it does. It looks fantastic, guys. And 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 if and if anybody listens to the shows, I want to say 5 or 6 weeks ago, I was talking about how the charts look so much better than what the analysts were saying. And, and that was when the S&P 500 broke above 4,000 and it started to get up to 4,100, 4,150, 4,200. That's where the, that was a critical point in the market. And I can go into the technical details if anybody would like to, but those were critical points. And so now we're up above that by a couple hundred points. And so now that becomes our, our support. What was previous resistance becomes support once you pass it. So we're in a bull market, guys. This market is a bull, period. And as long as we stay above, I want to say about 42.50 on the S&P, we're in a bull market. So if you're not sure what, how to handle it, I can show you how we can set up the investments that if the bull market changes back to a bear, boom, stop out, you're out, get out, right? So you can mm-hmm. invest right now mm-hmm. with only 5 or 6% downside if you do it that way. So, I mean, with the, with the um, bear market... It, it, Again, not lasting nearly as long as anyone said, and I'm not saying it isn't going to go away soon. But at the same time, huh? This is this is good. Like you said, it went against everything. But but again, if you look back at and, and listen to what Kevin has said, really over the last what four or five months, you're pretty consistent about what you think is going to happen. And so far, it's all happening. It, and you know, I, I appreciate that, Steve. And, and and that's why I've been saying we've been talking about if the markets dip, buy the dip. Stick with your plan. Stick with putting the money in. Keep investing every week or every month or whenever, however you get paid, you know, keep on doing it. And that's what we, what we were talking about. Um, also talking about how uh, we're not seeing any signs of an impending recession, which is what all these folks have been calling for, because I'm not aware of any recession that can happen when you have interest. I'm sorry, when you have unemployment rates at 3.7%, when, when unemployment is below 4%, which is roughly the lowest it's been in about 50 years, right. I can't see any way we're going to have a recession. All right. And so un- until the labor market starts to show signs of weakness, I think all this talk about a recession is overblown. And that's the that's the change that's happening on Wall Street. That's the change that investors are now putting money back in there. We're back to FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. Um, and everybody that says, hey, I'm good with bonds at 5%. Well, now you see the market's up 15% and, and NASDAQ's up on what, 30%. You say, well, you know what, five five is good, but it's not as good as that. And so take a look at where you're at, how you're positioned, and, and give me a call. I'll be happy to talk to you and give you some ideas on, on how we can send, uh, how we can benefit from what I believe is going to be. The market looks, it looks to me like it's, it's still got steam. I would, stay, I would stay in there if you're a long-term investor. If you're close to retirement or, or you've got some nice gains, that might be a little different situation. So we just need to talk.
Sure. Folks, you mentioned the phone. Let's give you a phone number. It's 800-975-6717. That's 800-975-6717. And you can reach Kevin direct. You can email him directly from the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Well, again, you were optimistic um, towards the end of last year, and you remain optimistic all the way through. I, you, I mean, you've been you've been very consistent about. Oh, it. you know, and I I, I, pre, I appreciate that, guys. And you can just go listen listen to past shows if you want to double check it. I think I think absolutely. What, you know, the thing that kept on going through my mind, Steve, was th- there's an old saying. Um, you know, one one is don't fight the Fed, and so people saw rates rising, and they're like, okay, I'm not supposed to invest in this. But what happened is we created this massive, massive wall of worry, and the stock market loves climbing a wall of worry. And what that means is when so many people are so pessimistic, that's probably the time to go against the grain. And and so that's what it was. And I was saying to myself, if we're having a recession, this is like the most widely known, widely forecasted recession in, in freaking history. All right. <laughs> I would say so. And, well, and again, but that's the it's the gloom and doom that the media gloms onto and just magnifies. They it. they do. They they love a negative story and I and I, yeah. I hate it. Um, but that's what they do. They, they, they really do. They push it and, and, and they push the negativity. And then when, you know, analyst after analyst, after strategist comes on and say, Oh, I think we're going down. I think we're going down to 3,200 on the S and P and they're still out there folks. They're still saying this. They are not relenting. Okay. Just to be aware, they're not relenting. They're still saying that we're going to go into recession. Now what they're doing is they're just pushing it back. They're saying now it's not going to happen until 2024. And it might, I'm not saying it can't. The fact is, Every time we've gone through these scenarios in the past, I think there's been seven of these in the past with Fed rate increases. We have always wound up in recession. The difference is it doesn't have to be bad. What we used to call the Goldilocks scenario way back in the 90s, that's when we're coming down and we have that soft landing. We don't have a massive job loss scenario and the markets do very well in those environments. So I think think right now the trend is your friend and I I would stay long if that's where you're at right now. And if you're concerned about the downside, maybe take a look at putting in some stops. If the market breaks below support, maybe you flip back and, and get back out if, if, that's, uh, if, you, if you want to manage the risk. All right. I, I like it, Kevin. Boy, what, just one other thought before you leave. Get, I mean, from you, if you, if you don't mind. And uh, so remain optimistic, yes. And then if there's one thing that we should do right now, what should it be? It should be taking a look at your allocation. Let, let, let take a look at the how much you have in stocks, how much you have in bonds, how much you have in you know guaranteed or safe money. Look at the allocation. I would say for stock and bond investors, that sixty forty portfolio that I did not like when interest rates were down at zero looks much more attractive now. So you can get five, okay. you can get four or five percent on the bond side. I think sixty forty makes a lot of sense for a lot of folks. All right. Well, Kevin, on that note, let's call it a show and, and uh, I wish everyone a, a fabulous July 4th. We're going to be because uh, that'll be gone by the time we record again. Yes. Everybody have a safe and peaceful holiday weekend and uh, hope you enjoyed the show today. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, members FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. 
Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.